Hey, maybe Squatty Beeperoos will be the intro. Squatty Beeperoos it is. How's it going, eh? It's going okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why I devolved into smarmy mode there for some reason. <laughs> hey, um, it's going okay. Hey, guys and gals, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. My name is Marcus. My name is James. And thank you for the welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry I'm a little late. I, 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 uh, smarm. <laughs> I, I apologize for being so late. Uh, not only did I have to wait for a baby to wake up from her nap before I started making a bunch of yakety-yak laughing noises next to her bedroom. Then when she got up, there were various other things plus she wanted to play. So that's, playing that's, with the baby takes uh, precedent. That's, uh, <laughs> so baby of her. Ooh, <laughs> precedence takes precedence. Precedence? Yes, precedence. Yeah. I got uh, caught up in my own grammarian. It's not really being a grammarian. In my own vocabulary uh, self-questioning. And I just Moving glossed on. right over it. Uh, it okay. Here's a topic. <laughs> Just going to dive right in, huh? No rambling for you. Well, we already did the... That is the, not what the show is about. <laughs> what? I already rambled. I rambled about the baby stuff. That's true. I could ramble about the background noise happening. I'm sure there will be a lot of it over the course of the show. I hear some, some stuff. Yeah. So there are things in the background. Um, we watched La La Land last night. Okay. And uh, have I've you seen, seen it? it? Oh, Okay, well, I don't, I don't want to uh, do any spoilers or anything. No, feel free. Um, I, well, for the, all the people in the show, uh, show land listening to this. Uh, no, feel free. Anyway, um, I don't know if I liked it. Okay. Um, it, it, is a, it was well-produced. Uh, it was kind of sweet. Um, I did like the music. Huh. I do like the music. Um, not sure if I like it as a film, uh, just a story. If there were no music, what I... Eh, if there, I don't know. It was all right, but I did like the music quite a bit, hmm. and I I like. I the mean, fact do you that, think hmm? the story could be separated from the music? It doesn't integrate. Yeah, it. Oh. no, it doesn't need it. Doesn't need the music hmm. uh, per se to just tell. It would be a short story, right? But it works without, and uh, like I suppose you know, just as a story, most musicals would. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I Some mean, of Sound them, of Music I think was a probably story a little thin without the music, but. Yeah, maybe. At any rate, uh, it was um, good more than bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would watch it again. But but I could, uh, you know, I, best picture eh, okay. material. I mean, is that why you brought it up? Because you were less than impressed with a best picture? No, because that happens most of the time. <laughs> um, no, I brought it up because it was uh, a current musical, and it's um, mm. mostly about jazz, um, in a, in a sense that one character is. The, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's character is a jazz pianist uh, oh. trying to trying to make it in this Los Angeles uh, scene, even though jazz is a dying art form. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Wow. So that was his. I did not know that thing. Yeah. So his his dream. Uh, it's about basically the two main characters. Should they live their dream mm-hmm. and keep pursuing it, even though it they may fail or rather mm-hmm. continue to fail? But I mean. Okay, this gets a little meta, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You m- may, in the course of your life, have to redefine what success is. Yes. For the thing that you want to do. It, you know, you can make a living as a jazz pianist, for sure. Well, that's part of the movie. But, oh, okay, well. That is exactly part <laughs> I mean, of the you, movie. You, <laughs> a huge part of the movie. It's very rare that you'd become rich 
mm-hmm. being a jazz pianist. You'd have to be a genius, probably. I don't know. Turn the world of jazz on its ear somehow. Yeah. That's and people uh, also go, whoa, we got to have this. <laughs> that's also in there. All right. So he, his situation is, should I keep pursuing it because I'm a purist? Mm-hmm. And so pursuing my his goal of being a, opening up his own jazz club where mm-hmm. all they would do is play pure jazz mm-hmm. uh, for themselves. Okay, but then he's a businessman. <laughs> then you're... Your, your dream is modified again. No, because he wanted to he wanted to do that on his own because nobody else was doing was keeping it real, keeping it pure. Mm. Not nobody, but not enough people. <laughs> uh, for the purpose of the, of the movie, maybe nobody. Yeah, well, it, it, there were some in there, and um, yeah. one of, oh, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is that they they had a couple scenes uh, at the Lighthouse uh, ah. Club, jazz club, which uh, Mom took you and I to. Yeah, and we saw Max Roach the famous drummer or in jazz world <laughs> famous um the it's, awesome it's drummer me. you and me percussionist yeah let's go yeah. cool. let's let's grammar it up <laughs> she so. took she took you and me what no she took you and she took i yes <laughs> anyway she took you and me uh, you roach, and myself yes. max roach uh <laughs> world famous legend uh jazz, jazz world famous jazz legend let's uh let's be clear Indeed. yeah who was highly influential drummer Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, uh, I don't know how old we were. We were. It, was, it would have been when we were in fifth grade. When I was in fifth and you were in sixth grade? I can't. We were living in uh, Tustin? Yeah, maybe we were 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. Right around there, 79 ish. So. Yeah. yeah, so but, when we were living there that one right. uh, part of a year. Yeah, I don't uh, remember again. exactly when we went. I, I think I've looked it up at some time, or tried to look it up in you know, their <laughs> past show archives. Somebody's got lists, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, uh, I'd have to try to do that again, but right around there. Yeah. So that was cool uh, that, Hey, I've been there. I know that place, mm-hmm. but that was also part of the reason that I had have kind of a dilemma about whether I like the movie, hmm. um, it's, uh, as a whole because of the movie or because of me personally, I like the music, but also I like seeing all the different Los Angeles kind of scenes. Well, here we are again. A, a now fan. it's like, we're back to a major, <laughs> A major, it's just called Two Brothers theme, right? Is is our own Gen X nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Sort of taking control of our opinions sometimes. I mean, it, that's Ready Player One all over the place. Mm. I, I, I've looked at stuff and talked to people and read things. You know, there's there's a lot of argument to be made, I think, validly, um, that it's not that great a story, but we've elevated it because it was written for us. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. the 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 audience that glommed on to that book so hard is us. Yeah, the the ones it's you know people like Ernest Klein who uh, grew up nerds in the late seventies and early eighties, where when video games you know shot to prominence culture wise. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting with the movie, and I must uh, either read or or listen to. It. I'm looking forward to listening to the audiobook with Will sure. Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Um, reading it but will they be able to separate or not really separate but layer the film enough to uh, to appeal to us but also to the masses i mean uh, i i have a hard time believing they could get a, enough licenses to echo the the denseness of the book mm-hmm. density i don't know they're pretty rich mm, yeah i mean they're <laughs> rich but do they want to pay for all those licenses is yeah, the question. do they think they'll get the money back for doing that or yeah. do they think they can get away with you know x percent mm-hmm. of all the references yeah we'll find out mm-hmm. oh we will uh, find out 
Yeah. Uh, and then one more thing with um, La La Land is at the end, I, I noticed that uh, Wayne Bergeron was one of the trumpets in the, quote, La La Land jazz ensemble. Hmm. So which, I like that they're um, giving credit to the studio musicians more often these days right. when they um, never used to. Even say more about Wayne Bergeron. Awesome musicians. Hmm? What? Say more about Wayne Bergeron. Who's, Wayne Bergeron who's came to fame. He's a, He's probably the top studio trumpet player for especially for jazz stuff in Hollywood. He tours around does lots of lots of gigs with his <laughs> dropping with the lingo. Gigs. Yeah. But he came to to fame, shall we say, among the especially the trumpet world because he was playing lead trumpet on the soundtrack for The Incredibles, hmm. which has lots of screaming high trumpet stuff. Sure. Right. So uh so then it came, became sort of the new, um, I don't know, Maynard Ferguson uh, amongst the band and, and especially trumpeter right. world. And Maynard Ferguson, by turns, was famous Even more for... more would have been fam- uh, would have known him, but famous probably, for... Probably, uh, probably. Yeah, Squeezie uh, High. There's a little crossover to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Screaming, high yeah, more screaming, uh, trumpet stuff. technically uh, amazing trumpeting. Yeah. Um, now, I must say, Wayne Bergeron, I like him more because he's more precise. Uh, he's cleaner than, than Maynard. He's just awesome. And then, in turn, uh, I've recently discovered Louis Dowdswell, who's a, a British uh, big band leader, who's a trumpeter who took lessons from, as I found out later, from Wayne Bergeron. And he also has his own stuff. He's got his own YouTube channel, which some, they do a lot of covers, mostly Disney stuff. Um, but their, their lead trombone player does all their arrangements, and they are quite awesome, leading me to say that... Uh, one of the pieces, uh, well, Let It Go from Frozen, they do that, a really good arrangement of that. And our baby is um, enthralled whenever I play that. Hmm. She just stops whatever she's doing and watches for the whole four minutes or whatever it is. Does she perk up at um, specific styles? Yeah. Um, she, she sort of has, a, has not favorites, but... Uh... I don't know about specific styles, but there's specific things. Like mm-hmm. she really loves the, the opening... Proclivities, um, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, she likes the the sound of um, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert uh, intro. Hmm. As soon as the the band is playing the theme song, and she stops whatever she's doing, watches you know because we usually put it on in the morning, uh, from recorded from the previous night. Um, and as soon as the band ends its theme song, and Colbert is like, "Hey, thanks everybody, uh, sit down, and welcome to the show," then she moves goes about her own business. <laughs> yes. you know? Enough of that. Yeah, and then blah, when the band blah, plays. Blah. Um, some of the bumper music, she'll stop and pay attention before or after commercial. Did, um, have the you... Price is Right. She likes the Price is Right uh, intro and the and the wheel, uh, the mm-hmm. big wheel spinning, and uh, just various things. Yeah. Does she? Have you tried other talk shows? Um, ye, no. Come on, think. conduct some scientific experiments on your child for me. She's already well. We stopped watching um, John Oliver uh, last week tonight with with her around because it's. Uh, Quite a lot of swears. <laughs> it is. So, it is indeed. When she was uh, uh, less uh, ap- less talkative, uh-huh. <laughs> it's in there. I'm sure ingrained in her mind <laughs> right. when she was a, a to- an infant. But uh, when she started making noises, recognizable uh, noises, we figured, ooh, you know what? Maybe we should tone it down with the swears. <laughs> I mean, she'll just it'll just you'll be driving along one day, and then she'll just come out with it. Fucking President Trump again! <laughs> that was a Robin Williams bit um, <laughs> from long ago with his, one of his one of his kids. He said, uh, <laughs> "What was it? Um, somebody comes up. Oh, and who do we have here? Fuck you! Ah, uh, the Williams boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, all right. Uh, moving on to another topic, I suppose. Um, 
just so just because we're I mean we're halfway through. Well, we tangented across. I, I just wanted to go back to the lighthouse. That was one of oh. the. But we we were taken there because uh, mom was married to her second husband, who was something of an aspiring jazz musician himself or jazz oh, right. producer maybe i don't know he was a he was an aficionado uh-huh um and was at least somewhat interested that we were both in band and had been for a few years at that point uh-huh right so, years, yeah. yeah so they thought it would be uh like we you know we played instruments we must like jazz <laughs> <laughs> and that was all to the good because hey i did know who max roach was i didn't you know own any of his music but i'd i'd heard him play and i knew he was a big deal i guess i knew he was a big deal because they when they brought us there they made it a big deal i guess mm-hmm. i'm not sure i don't, I don't recall all I, re- I recall him playing um a hi-hat solo uh like just a, a whole piece just on hi-hat mm-hmm. <laughs> and it seemed like he was only like a few feet away but i, I really don't remember for sure he, what, yeah that that club was tiny he was yeah. just, he was, it was a matter of yards mm. for sure. Yeah. It was mind, very loud. You, yeah. I, I don't remember anything else other than it was probably, you know, way over my head. Not probably. It was way over my head, you know, jazz wise. Um, but the, but the hi-hat solo, I do recall. And again, in my mind, he was just maybe uh, like at the next table, you know, that close. Right. Even though there was no table there. Yeah. Um, in my mind, that's. That's yeah. that's true, but I'm sure it was further than that. Yeah. Well, when I look at the scene on the in the movie, there's a stage. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 in my mind's eye, he was yeah. you know right on the floor next to us. But it's pretty low. Who knows? I, I recall, but yeah. So far out. Well, he played a piece called Africa '76, mm. I believe, that never left you know sort of my memory of that night. That piece was just really powerful mm. to me at 12 years old. Um, Did he have it, a band? All I remember is him. <laughs> he might have had a couple of other musicians to do a combo? some songs, a combo. You know, yeah, maybe. It wasn't uh, just drumming the whole night. Don't think so. Might have had a, a, ja- a bass player and a sax player. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it was just. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't just drums all night. But Africa '76, that is a solo drum piece. Ah, like hi hat piece, and it's just, you know, it's just one rhythmic bass drum. Doom, doom, doom through the whole thing with a little hi hat, you know, mm-hmm. chee, chee, along with it to get you know the the dynamic range, mm-hmm. and then he colors it throughout with some fills and other other stuff. Mm. That's and, and really, really have incredible. you have you listened to it uh, since then? Yeah, is that how you know? Or That's, oh, okay, it, it's not far from how I remember it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh. It's he'll just go around the the toms and other symbols, you know. Doom, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe I've forgotten again, and it's a little different than that. And it's, I just that's how I remember it. I choose to remember that. <laughs> but yeah, it made a, that made a huge impression on me. And I mean, maybe that was the start of my lifelong fascination with drums and drumming. And drummers. Is there? Oh, well, I just. I mean, I knew about Neil Peart. Honestly, I know more drummers than guitar players, probably. That is amazing to me. I'll you watch, being a guitar player. I know. I'll watch their videos on YouTube and I'll see how they, you know, their techniques work. And 
I love behind the scenes examinations, uh, mm -hmm. the, the whole, um, what's the VH1 series, classic albums. No, oh. uh, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll do drum patterns and, you know, I look, how did Steve Gadd do that, that little fill that he does? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I know this doesn't did, mean much to anybody else, but <laughs> but it's uh, how did Alex Van Halen do the intro to uh, Hot for Teacher? Eh, <laughs> yeah, less so. Oh, okay. Not a huge fan. <laughs> Not a huge fan of Alex Van Halen. He's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like uh, there, there's a lot of yeah, like anybody who was on any Steely Dan album. <laughs> oh, I love Steely Dan's voice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. He's quite <laughs> good. Great solos. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably weird, right? That I latched on to them. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I can do basic drum beats, and I practice mm -hmm. them with hands and feet a lot mm -hmm. of times. Um, in the car, I probably shouldn't do that too much. But, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of my friend uh, who, used to, who used to brag, or rather who bragged, about um, being able to drive to school every morning and eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> Oh, the goof. Yeah, he was coming in from Sierra Madre to, to uh, Pasadena every morning. <laughs> that was his thing. I eat a bowl of cereal every day. Why don't That's you just right? just blend it and take it in the thermos? Yeah. We didn't have that technology back in the late 80s. <laughs> didn't have, didn't have <laughs> vacuum. Didn't have sealed, double-walled tumblers and things. Or straws. Ah, oh, the straw. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. All right. Oh, I do remember what it was. Uh, one time I went to Guitar Center, and they had an electronic drum set. You know, just the pads. And I was sort of looking at it. Oops. I was sort of looking at it, and um, the store guy came up. He's like, you want to jam? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, I don't. No, come on. Hop on. Okay. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I got up there, and I did some cursory thumping and tapping. It was like, it's awesome, right? And I was like, yeah. And then he um, he replaced me, and he just started <laughs> rocking out on the uh -huh. thing. And, That's really uh, their goal. Trying to make a sale. Oh, yeah. Get that half a reason. Of, and say, Here, let me show you something. Yeah, why else would you work there if not to play with the toys? I mean. As opposed to any other retail outlet. Yeah. No guess, stairway yeah. to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was kind of. I. I let him think that I was some sort of drum <laughs> enthusiast. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just barely tapped something out. And that was before I had had any experience ever playing on a drum set. I was just right. starting my, uh, in college and, yeah. or had I even started college? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, since then I, I can hold my own on a, a basic nice. rock or basic jazz beat. Sure. I can, set. yeah, I can do, um, I, I, can, I can do some basic stuff. I can do a basic four, four pretty consistently. And, mm -hmm. Change it up a little. With a little hi hat in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no Stuart yeah. Copeland, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can open and close it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is 90% of hi hatting, opening and closing. Here's, that's how into it I am. I know that, like, Stuart, Stuart Copeland is my favorite hi hat musician. <laughs> That is pretty. My favorite. Uh, my favorite that's a pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty specialized skill. He's really good at it. Yeah, he played it for Peter Gabriel and on one of his songs. Like <laughs> that's what he's credited with, not drums. <laughs> I had. Amazing. Wow. What's a, 
Do you uh, did you watch that? Let's check in with our social media addictions of various types. And by yep. we, I mean me. Well, I did watch the John Green uh, video about resolutions. So okay, good. Helps. And what did you think? Uh, I liked what he's what he's saying. I mean, he's very brief and just saying, you know, if you make a resolution, especially in public, you're more likely to uh, follow through with it. Possibly um, true. Doesn't mean you're going to. It just means you're more likely <laughs> than if you just sort of in your mind say, yeah, I probably should get around to that. Kind of like mine. So. Uh, I was struck more by his diction, which I appreciated, where he pronounced exact and excerpt. Yeah, he pronounces the T on the end. He does. Um, yeah, it's a very distinct uh, sort of patter. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, uh, you you know I've made fun of, eh, made fun of, uh, enjoyed poking fun at that by saying exactly instead of exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try to do that. Oh, and I, I insert <laughs> insert um, Seinfeld bit with Steinbrenner. And uh, his months of the year little bit <laughs> here. February or February? Because I prefer Uary. And what is this rule? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, yeah. He's um, that's one of my favorite things about his videos, and just is just watching him or listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. All of the decisions that we made, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it, it made me think of my fix-it tasks that I've <laughs> let go for. I want to say years, they, there was a loose doorknob uh, to our laundry room. And it's like, okay, just progressively getting looser and looser. It's like, one of these days is it going to fall off when I'm in there and then I'll get stuck. Or it's going to just be, you know, I got to pay to have some locksmith come and fix it. So I just looked up on YouTube how to fix that. And there's there like this really <laughs> incredibly easy mm-hmm. thing to do. Yeah. So I fixed it in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it having been uh, jiggly and loose for well over a year. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I looked up how to replace the battery in my key fob because um, ah, it mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. it was draining and I wasn't going to be able to. <laughs> Which the dealership would charge like fifty or seventy five bucks to to do it themselves. I'm sure they would. Uh huh. Yeah. Every instruction you could possibly want is on YouTube now. Yeah. And that works both ways. So while that is convenient and awesome, it's it's also a pain in the ass sometimes because sometimes I just want to know a, mm. a couple of instructions. Like, just give me a list of things to do Yeah, to fix the thing that I want to fix in my browser or in this app or the settings that I want to set, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a YouTube video, and <laughs> invariably I know... I, I look at the video, 10 minutes, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and half of that is, is all set up. Okay, here's what uh, we're going to do. And uh, Oh, they're so slow, and they're 10 years yeah. old. It's like, hey, everybody, <laughs> um, I want to make this video so that I could show you um, how you can uh, change the settings on Audacity. So here we go. Oh, double speed, double speed. <laughs> yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin Cincinnati. Sin Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Day. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We must consider many things. The wind. Oh, not the wind. All right, I'll, I'll cut that part. <laughs> All right, we should uh, think about wrapping it up. All right. Well, we ran a little long, and I don't know. Still... Since I since I mentioned <laughs> the Simpsons, um, Alf Clausen, <laughs> so awesome. Is it Clausen or is it Clausen? 
Mr. Klaus? I don't know. Hello, Mr. Klausen? Mr. Klausen? I don't know. That's a deep cut. Nobody's going to remember where that's from. <laughs> Klaus. I don't know. Um, have you ever heard him heard it pronounced by someone? I guess I must have um, on the commentaries for the yeah for the, for the Simpsons DVDs. Everybody, everybody just calls him Alf. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But they must have pronounced it, and I just I don't remember. Do you think it's Klausen? <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> like it Klausen. doesn't sound right. Well, I apologize. But, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't, right? It's Alf Clausen. Sounds well, yeah. Mm. Like when Jay Leno had uh, Jack pretentious <laughs> Jack Palance on, and and he said, "Is it?" He asked him, "Is it Palance or Palance?" Like, don't ask the very guy that you have on a guest. You've got people, you've got showrunners, and pr- producers. <laughs> it's, it's there in front of you. You waited till now. He just had. He just won the Oscar. Oh. Uh, for best supporting actor, mm-hmm. and then you have him on your show. You don't know how to pronounce his name. The way I remembered it's Palance is uh, he used to be on That's Incredible. He was he was the mm-hmm. presenter. Wait, was he the presenter? For That's Incredible. Oh, no, no, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Sorry. Oh, okay. he was yeah, the presenter yeah. for Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, Be and he did a segment on on uh, yeah exactly uh, celebrities who have changed their names, mm. and he's one of them. Yeah. So at the end of the segment, he says this name. It's I don't know, Eastern European something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he smirks at you at the camera. He says, "That's me, Jack Balance." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, on the show he said, "Of course, in those days, uh, my name was Vladimir." Hmm. So I still remember That's that right. one. That was it. Maybe he's Russian. He, yeah, he he was Russian. Yes. Rip and oh. Jack Balance. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Um, so Alf Clausen, uh, recently I saw the, um, uh, the episode where, uh, Homer takes, yeah, Homer takes Maggie to the Ayn Rand school for tots for mm-hmm. babysitting while Marge was doing the uh, streetcar named desire musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, Long she... before the Superdome. <laughs> um, and, and she pulls off a heist of, uh, getting the, the pacifiers back to all the babies, which they, you know, took away, mm-hmm. um, John Lovett's playing uh, two amazing roles in that episode. Totally. <laughs> and uh, Alf did music cover of the, not cover, what is it? A parody of music from The Great Escape, which is all uh, one of my favorite movies, probably top five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so close, it's just really, insert original. And then escape, uh, insert the Simpsons uh, Alf Clausen version of The Great Escape for Maggie here. So awesome. Yeah. Such One a great of, composer. Yeah. Underappreciated at best. Yeah. The, 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 oh, one hesitates to say genius, but sure. Um, Absolutely. Of, of adapting a theme, but changing it to become a new theme mm-hmm. that just reminds you of the old one. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not, it's not that theme, but it's pretty close. You mm-hmm. know what it is. <laughs> well, kind of like the, the other 
uh, episode when I inserted um, music from the movie Tucker uh, <laughs> as our intermission music. Right. Originally, I was going to do Alf Glossen's, uh music for The Land of Chocolate. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then I found out that he did that based on this original sure. one from Tucker, right. which was probably... Um, just sort of generic '50s sounding. Um, I don't know, Montavani or Thousand there must be, Yeah, there must be some out of license stuff that they use for like highway scenes in in film, <laughs> like films from the '40s. Yeah, yeah. So that we can that's fun stuff. Pull. Yeah, you should go look it up. I'm sure you have plenty of time to do that. Well, now I do because uh, there's the music. So oh. that means we got to wrap it up. I, I have been Marcus. I continue to be James. You can reach us at IJC2B on Twitter. And IJC2BS at gmail.com. And yep. also on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash IJC2B. We may uh, someday get uh, get that page finished. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> and I blog every day at uh, MarcusHarwell.com. Stuff about check it out. Uh, yeah. creating art. Thanks for listening, uh, person or personants.